hard, it's hard to see the pain in your kids when the relationship with the other parent changes. That's Shannon Bali. She's not a stepmom, but she came into her marriage with two kids and she had two hours babies. Shannon's oldest daughter has a stepmom and a stepdad, and Shannon herself has a stepmom. In fact, she's on her third stepmom. She's got quite a lot to say from her unique perspective about absent parents, big step-parent love, transition behaviors, and what happens when divorce wounds affect even the grandchildren. You're listening to the Essential Stepmom Podcast, unconventional advice and inspiration on the womanly art of raising someone else's kids. I'm Tracy Poisner, mom of one, stepmom of three. I woke up one day after more than 10 years of step parenting challenges like alienation, loyalty, high conflict, and long distances, and found myself standing in what appeared to be the actual light at the end of the tunnel. This podcast is my way of shining that light back over my shoulder so you and all the others can find your way here too. If you want more of what you hear on this podcast, connect with me at EssentialStepMom.com where you'll find my blog, podcast show notes, and other stepmom-related resources. After they got married, which was, uh, I want to say... We're talking about your ex... My ex, um, we were never married, but when, once he uh, got married, he pretty much stopped coming around, stopped. Mm. And I don't, and as a mom, my first reaction to that is obviously to blame his wife, which may or may not be the case. But to me, it's like, okay, before you're married, you had, you know, you came, you got her twice a month and spent two weekends a month with her. And now married life is crazy. I get it, but that's still your daughter. And now once a month, maybe. And now he's actually, um, he's in the reserves, like the army reserves. So he's deployed for some time, but, um, so it hasn't been at all, but, um, but even before he left there, it was maybe not even once a month that he would spend time with her and they're not that they're 20 minute drive away so it's just really disappointing for me to see how that affected her and how her I don't know her words towards him and her feelings towards him changed um so that it's that was really hard and it still is really hard they got married in 2013 oh so a few years it's been a while no I'm sorry 2016 okay yeah 2016 um and I mean they were together for several years before that and it wasn't really an issue you know my daughter would go spend weekends with them and stuff like that but yeah I don't know it's hard it's hard to see the pain in your kids when the relationship with the other parent changes um it, it, at all in for any reason or in any way if it's towards the negative um and you know her attitude is just well I don't even see my dad anymore so I guess Josh you're my dad now and that's my husband yeah. and you know I'm like well 
your dad's still your dad. <laughs> you know, it, it's so hard. And I want to, I don't want to defend him, but I don't want her to be so hurt and negative towards him either, because that doesn't serve her or her little heart, you know? Right. I, I completely agree with you. And um, this is a really great perspective. Um, I, I'm, uh, I'm happy that you can share this with us because uh, a lot of the women who are listening are, well, some of them may be in your boat exactly, but a lot of them uh, are looking at the, um, you know, the absent mom equation and what that does, oh. you know, what, that they have similarly a mom who doesn't come when she says she's going to, or who comes very infrequently. And, and then it's, it's a very awkward uh, emotional landscape in terms of your relationship with that child because they may either want some extra actual mothering from you or yeah. they may really resent the extra mothering because what they really want is for their own mother to step up in a right. uh, more present way. And yeah. that is a like a razor's edge for for a stepmom in terms yeah. of the relationship. What do you, what do you think? Um, well, I know just from conversations that I've had with my husband from his perspective, um, I think that, you know, he, it, it hurts him to see her hurt also, but he's like more than willing to step up. And I'm sure there's so many stepmoms. If you're in this group, and you're a stepmom and you're looking for support as a stepmom, you obviously care, you know, right. like you care about the stepkids. You want to be a good stepmom. And I think that is amazing. And I'm not saying in my situation, you know, she doesn't want to be a stepmom. I don't know what that dynamic is. I only know how it affects us. And from my husband's perspective, he's like, I, I want to be dad. I want to adopt her. I want to be a hundred percent. He's like, I'm, I already do all the things like I already do all the dad things. I'm, I'm in that place. I'm, and he's amazing for stepping up and taking on two kids that were not his and stepping into that role. And I know there's so many amazing women who are stepmoms that do the same exact thing. I have amazing friends that are stepmoms to kids and take that on. And, and from the outside perspective, I can't even, imagine having a kid out there that I don't see yeah. that I don't interact with and I think that's I'm sure for a lot of step parents like how can you this kid is amazing <laughs> and if you even took the time half you know half the time that you should to just spend with your kid you would see how amazing they are but they're but for whatever reason, maybe it's the drama of the dy dynamics of the relationship with the other parents or whatever, they're just hands off. And it's insane to me. And like I said, my husband, his dream that he's expressed is that someday my daughter, our daughter, our oldest, will ask him to walk her down the aisle. Uh -huh. And it like, it's like making me so emotional. But I, I mean, for love to see that love from a step parent and just he's amazing he's amazing um <laughs> and I know there's so many moms out there who want that like 
they're not here anyways. So I'm, I'm here. Let me be everything you need as a parent. And, um, sometimes it's easier when they don't come around at all. For sure. I mean, she would go to her dad's house and spend the weekend and then she would come back and be retesting the boundaries because whatever happened there, you know, I mean, it's just completely different, but I'd be like, I know your dad doesn't let you do this there. Like, I don't know why you're talking to me like this. I don't know why you're like, it's no, we're not doing that here. Um, and reestablishing those boundaries, but it, it's so confusing for her too. So just being, um, you know, now that he hasn't come around for a while, it's, it's less confusing for her too. Um, and my husband is the authoritative figure. He's man of the house, dad of the house. And it's like I said, I just think it's less confusing for her. And, um, I don't know, it's kind of something where like, it would be better if he just stopped and now he has. So, and I don't know if that's going to be a forever thing or if it's, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Can you say we'll a little see. more about what you were just talking about, the the transition from one house mm-hmm. to the other and what yeah. you, what you observed with her kind of retesting the boundaries or however you put it? Sure. Um so so she was going this is when it was pretty consistent, you know, two weekends a um a month that she would go uh spend the night. So he would pick her up either, it was usually Saturday morning and then bring her back Sunday afternoon. Um, And when she came back, it was, she had a bad attitude. She was rude to us. She, um, you know, it just, her behavior was not typical of what it was on a normal day-to-day basis. Um, But I mean, I, I know my ex and I know that he's pretty strict, like probably even more strict than I am. And that's why I was like, I know at your dad's house, you don't, that's not a thing. Like you're not, you don't act like this. You don't talk to him like this. You, you eat the dinner that he makes when he makes it and you don't give him, you know, because otherwise I know the consequences because he's told me, you know, um, what those are. So is that the consequence you want here? You know, is it, is standing in the corner for an hour because you mouthed off or you did, is that, cause I don't want to do that. I don't want to make you stand in the corner. I don't want to make you do it. But, but if that works there, then that's what we're going to start doing here. And she's like, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> um, but then when there was longer stretches between the visits, um, we, we never saw that type of behavior. It was only coming back back home, back to the familiar and retesting, I mean, retesting those boundaries. That's really the only I can think of, um, you know, is her uh, trying to recenter herself in her normal environment and her way of saying, is this still what I remember? Right. I think so. I remember. And, yeah. and she was gone for less than 24 hours. Usually. You know, I, <laughs> you read, know. I read, actually, I read a fantastic quote that really stuck with me. And I'm gonna mm-hmm. have to, I'm completely blanking on the author's name, which is awful. But uh, the book is called The Rules of Parenting. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a, it's a British book. I don't know, I stumbled on it on a website somewhere. But yeah. one of the things he said really stuck with me. And it was that um, children 
test boundaries, not to try to extend them, but to make sure that they haven't moved. Right. Yeah. I believe that a hundred percent, you know, and that's a, uh, like energetically that's them coming back into your house and saying, I feel all disoriented. I need to know where the walls are again. Sure. And it's not because the, like in your case, like you said, I, I think it's really important for, for, people to notice that Mm -hmm. it's not because the boundaries were looser over there that she comes and brings that back with her. Right. It's not about that. It's just about a kind of disorientation Mm -hmm. on coming back to your house and uh, needing to say, show me, remind me that it's you. I want to feel at home again, you know? Um, And I think that's a really, I'm happy that you mentioned it because I bet that most of the stepmoms who are listening interpret the bad behavior when they see the kids coming back home Mm -hmm. as a kind of a reflection of the attitudes from the other house or of that they've absorbed some kind of disrespectful attitude towards them in the other place and they're bringing it back to test it out. And your experience shows that it's, it's not that at all. Yeah. it's something that just belongs to the child's experience of of living in two places, which is so you had that experience as a child, or I you've did. had you've had stepmoms you just mentioned to me. Yeah. So multiple, yeah. So so say a little bit about multiple. Say a little bit about that experience for you as a child. Sure. Um, being very little, my parents, I believe. I can't get a straight answer from anyone, but my parents, I believe were divorced around the time I was three or four. They were separated for some time before that. Um, but close to the time I was seven or eight, uh, my dad remarried and, um, we would do, we would spend every other weekend there with them. My sister and I, my older sister, she's three years older, um, would spend every other weekend, uh, down there with the, or at their house. And, um, and then my dad would come out by himself every Tuesday or something like that. I remember having that feeling finally of, I was laying on the couch and I had my head on my step my stepmom's lap and we were watching TV and I it had never been something we were never, that cuddly before, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, and I just remember, uh, thinking in my little childhood brain that this is my second mom. Like it, and it took a while to get there, you know, like, okay, that my mom and then my dad and this other woman, her name's Roseanne. I still, uh, contact her every once in a while, uh, like, you know, holiday cards and stuff like that. But, um, but I remember thinking, this is, this is my second mom and I love her. And it was so comfortable just being there, you know, head on her lap and watching TV and just comfortable. Um, so that I think was one of my favorite memories as a kid with them. Um, and we would go all the places and do all the fun things because, you know, they only had us for the weekend. And so um, I think that maybe I'll talk touch on that a little bit later too, um, from our perspective, but, um, 
uh, they, my dad and Roseanne actually got divorced shortly after that. And I was devastated because I'm like, I finally like opened up my heart and felt like this was my second mom. And now I don't know what to do. And there was a poor play on my dad's part where it was like, Hey, we're getting divorced. We're at this hotel. It's so fun. It's my weekend. We're at this hotel. I have to tell you guys something. Roseanne and I are getting divorced and here's my new lady. Like within an hour, it was like, you know, so like I said, poor choice (laughs) on that. I agree. Um, And so there was a lot of animosity there between me and the new lady in my dad's life. Um, They never did end up getting married, but they were together for, oh man, I want to say eight eight or 10 years they were together. Um, And then it was the next one. (laughs) So uh, he is now married to a woman who he's known for 50 years or something like they've known each other forever. They're, they're old and gray together. And she became one of my best friends. Like we, we would drink wine together and we, we talked over everything. And she was there through the breakup with my oldest daughter, uh, daughter's dad. And so she, she's like, I've seen you go through a lot of things and knowing my dad for as long as she has, she's, kind of watched me grow up from afar anyways. Um, but she's, she's an amazing lady and I don't, I mean, she's, she is my second mom, but she's also one of my best friends. Like I feel like I could talk to her about anything. Um, and I don't know if that was just more of a, now I'm more mature (laughs) type of a thing or, um, or what, but I know that my dad loves her very much and she takes care of him like nobody else could and they're amazing together and uh yeah so so there's <laughs> well that's a lovely story you don't get yeah. to hear that very often i'm yeah I'm, I'm happy about that you know i think there's a lot of women who uh marry into a situation with adult stepkids yeah and more often than not it's really difficult right uh, I think it becomes more difficult, generally speaking, the older the kids are. So yeah. it's lovely that you can, um, like you said, who knows if it's that you'd been through it before or that you're older and more mature. Right. Uh, or just that you click as human beings, you know, yeah. the way anybody would, that you meet someone at a at a party mm-hmm. or at an event or at a lineup somewhere and you, you just click sometimes with people. So um I think we discount how important that uh, that element is in mm-hmm. our relationships. You know, we're trying so hard to fit yeah. puzzle pieces together that aren't aren't made to go together. And we right. we look at the situations where we hear about situations where it just works. Yeah. And you think if it's not just working, then there's something wrong with me because look over right. there, you know, that I mean, I want what, what Shannon has with her stepmom, you know, and yeah. it's, um, it's just not always meant to be that kind of relationship be- just because yeah. of your basic personalities. Well, and just like any relationship, everyone brings their own baggage into it. So whether you were hurt in the past from a previous stepmom or whatever, yeah. 
um, or you, you know, the views of the child on the relationship are, you know, my parent should have stayed with this person because whatever, and they, they have this ideal picture in their mind and the old saying, you know, you, you, nobody knows what happens behind closed doors. Well, I mean, how much stuff do we keep from our kids mm -hmm. that we don't want them to see about, you know, issues that are going on in the relationship and the, the child doesn't see that. And so they don't understand why mommy and daddy didn't stay together, why it didn't work. And I think, you know, as you get older, you kind of understand that a little bit more. I mean, whatever, for whatever reason, my dad decided that breaking bad news and introducing someone new to the equation was a good idea, like all within an hour span. I mean, maybe he was just being efficient. I don't know. <laughs> But that's definitely, obviously, I mean, however many, you know, 20 years later, it's still something that I think about, like, bad choice, dad. I love you. Totally. Bad <laughs> totally. Do you remember back when you were little mm -hmm. um, and you had the feeling that, uh, you know, you had a second mom? Mm -hmm. Do you remember ever expressing that feeling to your, to your mom, to your biological mom or what? No, <laughs> no way. <Thank> enough. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Um, there, there wasn't, um, I don't even know how, how I would explain it. There wasn't the, uh, opportunity to be open like that with my relationship with my mom and, and that, um, that's a whole nother right. yeah, yeah. mom, mom daughter relationship yeah. uh, dynamic and um, some mental health issues and stuff like that too. So uh, when, to put it in perspective, when my dad married my current stepmom, um, my mom called him. Now they've been divorced for at least 20 years at this point. <laughs> Um, called him and said, you promised me you would never get married again. You only hurt people that way. And my mom has taken it upon herself to tell my children how Papa cheated on me. Papa did this and that. And so that's why I say, you know, the kids have all of this information coming at them to form their perspective of another relationship or situation. And it's not even necessarily coming from the other parent. Maybe it's coming from the other grandparents or friends or whatever right. that kids don't, that kids don't need to know that. Yeah. That's irrelevant to their relationship with that person. Exactly. That's insane. So, like, so what, tell me how you uh, handle that when, when your mom is saying those kind of things about your dad to your kids. So I, uh, address it with the kids and, you know, I say, grandma is hurt by what Papa did, but it wasn't, it wasn't okay for her to say that to you. And we don't know what happened in that relationship. It was a long time ago. Um, and it's not fair for grandma to tell you things like that. That's not fair. And because then I hear from my stepmom when my kids go to visit them, 
that the kids are parrots. Yeah. Oh, grandma said Papa cheated on grandma. <laughs> Yeah. That's crazy. I'm 35. We've been, you know, yeah. divorced for over 30 years. Yeah. It's time to move on. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. And don't, don't taint the next generation with all of that. So I don't know. Yeah. But I'm like, there are so many women listening who are saying, oh my God, like, tell me what to do. That's happening. And I like, I feel like I'm dying to say something and I don't know what the right words are. If you come from a place of love and a place of we want what's best for the kids, no matter what, uh, we don't we don't bash you. You don't bash us. We need to make that agreement because it's not fair and it's causing problems in the relationship. It just depends on if the other party is open to hearing that and willing to right. agree to that. So I would just, I, I agree completely with what you're saying. I would just yeah. add that um, I don't think it's ever the, the job of the step parent yeah. to address that with the parent and, Correct. Uh, or with the biological parent. I think that's the, you know, the job of the two people who used to be married to yeah. hash that out. Um, the problem is that very often the stepmom is alone with the kids and she gets kind of blindsided by one of these right. comments, you know, like mm -hmm. mom says that you, whatever, you know, you broke up her marriage or mom says that whatever. And you just get like, kind of, you're, you're stunned for a minute, like yeah. in the headlights because you don't know how to respond. So that's, I, um, uh, in the, in the courses that I do and the work that I do with stepmoms, we kind of practice, mm -hmm. um, you know, having a response ready yeah. for certain things so that you at least have a default phrase that you can say when yeah. something like that happens. And with younger kids, they don't have any context to understand what it means, the bad words. They just it's the equivalent of saying, my mom says that you're mean. My mom yeah. says that you're bad. Yeah. And um, I usually tell people to just say, you know, I'm sorry that your mom doesn't like me, but I think that one day when she knows me better, like you do, that then she'll start to like me more. I hope yeah. that happens. And yeah. you can just kind of leave it there. Like it's not okay to go more into the situation of, well, here's why it's wrong where what she said, here's why it's not true. Like that, um, I, I don't think there's any age at which it's okay to go into the opposite side of the story or, or whatever. But, but especially with little kids, like they just want to hear that, that their mom's impression of you does not affect your relationship with them, with the child. And, yeah. you know, you just say, I'm really sorry that your mom doesn't like me. I hope that she likes me one day. In the meantime, you and I can be friends. Yeah. And I think that that sort of puts everything to rest that is going on in the little, in their little mind. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree that it should never be the stepmom and the mom because right. that's just going to turn to fisticuffs, you know, <laughs> it's going to be all bad. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this has been a tremendous pleasure talking with you. I'm so happy that you agreed to do this and, yeah, and, thanks for and having share me. your stories because, yeah. you know, we're, um, I like to say that we're all pioneers 
in this mm-hmm. adventure. You know, 40 years ago, uh, you're, you're probably in, in, the, in the very earliest edge of, of um, children of divorce who spent a regular custodial amount of time with a parent. Uh, yeah. Before that, um, almost always mom got custody unless there was really something big going on. And yeah. uh, dad more or less disappeared into the woodwork and came around uh, in some, some form or, or other, regularly or not. And yeah. the, the concept of shared physical custody is so brand new to humanity, actually, yeah. that we have, no, um, we have no preparation for this. There's no societal preparation. There's no like, um, um, evolutionary preparation for this. There's no stepmothering instinct. Right. Uh, you know, step maternal instinct. It doesn't exist. And so like there are maybe two generations now of, mm-hmm. of people who have, who have lived this experience. So until we've had a hundred generations of it, we're, we're learning as we go. And um, every experience seems to be completely unique until we collectively have more and more experience of it. So we need to hear from people like you <laughs> who, who are grown-ups who can reflect on the kind of experience that they had as kids and who can then make some sense out of what's happening now to their own kids. Yeah. So this was, yeah. this was wonderful. Yeah. I, I thank you again for having me on. I hope that something I said might help somebody. Um, and you know, like I said, ultimately your relationship with your partner is very important. And part of that dynamic is, you know, their kids, if they're bringing kids into your relationship, there's so many amazing stepmoms out there that don't get nearly the credit they deserve. Um, And I love that you have this community for stepmoms. Like I said, if you're, if you're in this group, you, you want to be, you, you're craving the information to be the best stepmom you can be. And I have never heard of any group like this before. So I think that you have such a niche that is really helping people and serving people. And so thank you for that. Thank (laughs) you. And please tell us, Shannon, um, how people can get in touch with you. And of course, you have a, a special niche too of women that you help. So Tell us a little bit about your, you have a podcast and I do. Yeah. So I am the host of the bump cast, which is a pregnancy podcast uh, that takes you through each week of your pregnancy. And we are, I think we're on week 35. We're launching uh, episode for week 35 and it's a little snippet about kind of what you're going through this week. And then there's always an interview to cap off the episode with either a mama who has an incredible birth or pregnancy story um, or a professional that works with pregnant mamas to help them through their pregnancy or adjust. I have had chiropractors and doulas and sleep specialists. And I just kind of, I wanted to pool all the resources of everything that I worried about when I was pregnant 
all, all of the times that I was pregnant. So um, we have someone that uh, is a lawyer that came on to talk about uh, estate planning because, right, you're, you're thinking, okay, now I'm bringing this baby. What if I don't make it through labor? What if I, you know, and it's not something you think about until you have to think about it. And by then sometimes it's too late. So yeah. estate planning, financial planning, meal planning, all the planning <laughs> um, to help with pregnant and new moms. And then I'm actually starting a new podcast called Chaos Queens. And this is a podcast for women of all walks of life who have either been through trauma or something, have an incredible story to tell, whether it's a sad story, a happy story, love, loss, all of the things and what they've learned from their experience and how uh, other people going through similar experiences can be inspired or motivated to see that light at the end of the tunnel. So that's my new passion project, but I'm still doing the bump cast also. Um, and yeah, I just love connecting with women. And so it was my way to that's continue awesome. that one once the uh, 40 week series with the bump cast is complete. Awesome. Yeah, and I, I think that's really a, a genius way of, um, of connecting because I, I've listened to a few episodes and they're wonderful and people can, women can jump in like right where they are, wherever they come to you, they can jump in and say, Ooh, week 25, that's where I am. Or they can go back and kind of binge watch all the previous or listen to the previous episodes or whatever. But right. it's, it's quite brilliant to walk through it that way. And I, I think you're, also doing a huge, a huge service. So thanks again for being here. Once again, your podcast is The Bump Cast. Yes. And you can find me, I'm on Instagram at The Bump Cast. And I think it's The Bump Cast Official. I think I just changed it. The Bump Cast Official. And then the Chaos Queens podcast. And I'm launching that in August. So awesome. Can't wait for it. Well, thanks Thank again. So thanks yeah, again. Thank you. that's all for this episode. I hope you're enjoying this show. Go ahead and subscribe to get a new episode from me every Tuesday. And please take a second to leave a rating or a review on iTunes. As you know, that'll make it much easier for other stepmoms to find us. We have one more episode left in this season, and then I'll be taking a break before season two to focus my work with the participants of Stepmom Success Lab, which starts on September 1st there's still time for you to join us and the early bird price is good until August 25th. Check it out at training.essentialstepmom.com. I'd love to see you there. That's training.essentialstepmom.com. Next week's episode is all about the disengaging essay. If you've never heard of that, just Google it and you'll find it on the website Blended Family Frappe. I think my interview with Marit Miller is a perfect bookend to this first season since I started off talking about overstepping and we finish off with the best and most loving way to find the best balance for your family. I also think it's the best episode of the whole season, so don't miss it. Remember, you can always find me at info at See you next week.